welcome to the Next Level Life podcast. I'm your host, Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, qualified business and life coach, eDisc profiler and speaker. The Next Level Life podcast is all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to part two of Money Mindset. I hope you enjoyed the first part of Money Mindset and really delved into what your money beliefs are, what your money story is, and how we can possibly change it to be able to welcome a lot more abundance and money into your life. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen, please scroll back up and find Money Mindset Part 1. Check it out. Let me know your money mantras. And let's get into episode or part two, I should say. So I want to take it a little bit further. I want you to think about your money beliefs around your income. What do you believe to be possible for how much money you can earn? A lot of the time we base our beliefs around our income on what we believe we deserve, on what we believe that we can have based on our skills, based on our experience and our qualifications, right? Our resume. When you think about our resume and you think about what jobs you can apply for, you really look at the income level, right? You can actually search for on seek.com. You can actually search based on an income level. Now think about it. If if money is just an exchange of energy for something of value, how can we look at our income a little bit differently to see about how we can actually earn more money? And now that we're starting to collect a lot more evidence for money beliefs that actually serve us, we can start looking at, well, is there people in the world that maybe are doing the job that I'm doing that are getting paid a lot more than me? Or is there something else that I could possibly be doing on the side where I could be generating a passive income? Is there possibly maybe some network marketing that I could do to actually create a secondary income? Or could I actually just look at the job that I'm in and find new ways to make money within that role? And I know you're probably thinking, well, no, because that's what they pay me. I get paid per hour and that's exactly how it works, right? That's what my contract says. Well, if you think about it, if we were to look at how money is exchanged for some form of value, how much value are you offering in your current role? So if you think about you as an employee and you have an employer, how valuable are you to them? How could you be more valuable? In every job role that I've ever had, I've always worked above and beyond. And I had a really, really strong work ethic right from the get-go. I think it's from my dad who really works very hard and he, he was a farmer, he is a farmer and really you know, needed to work his guts out basically to be able to provide. And So I learned at a very early age what a work ethic was, working on the farm, and then also I got a job very early as well. And I was so eager to be able to be a valuable employee that I would do anything, like 100% of the time. And so it's something that 
you know, in a good way, I mean, like I would be, nothing would be too difficult. It'd be just like, okay, cool. You want that done? Let's get it done. And then I went into my hairdressing career and it was about serving. And it was about really looking at how I can be a valuable member of the team and how I can serve my clients more. And that became, I became a lot more valuable to my employer because I was bringing in a lot more money, yeah? So really looking at aspects of your job of how you could possibly be more value to be to your employer. And on the flip side, if you're a business owner and you're wanting to generate a lot more income, a lot more money, think about how can you offer more value? With what you're offering right now, how can you offer more value? How can you add more value to what your services are? How can you add more value to what you sell? What is it about the business that you do? What Think about your ideal client. Think about the clients that you serve and what's important to them. How could you possibly be adding more value? Because I guarantee you, if you start looking at it from that aspect, how can I serve more? How can I be more valuable to my clients? How can I be able to add more value in the interaction that I have or the, um, you know, the transaction that I have that could possibly mean I'm more valuable to them? So when you start looking at things a little bit differently, rather than looking at it, okay, look, I'm paid for my time and my effort. So I clock on at nine and I clock off at five and that's exactly what I'm paid for. Rather than looking at it as basically an exchange money is an exchange for time and effort. It's more about money is an exchange for value. Because if you are not a valuable employee, I guarantee you, you're not going to keep your job very long. Right? True, right? You 100% believe that with me, right? So if you think about that aspect, how can you add more value? So I love it when you look at look at it like that, because it really helps you to open up your mind and take you out of that space of that's all there is right through to how can I possibly be more resourceful? How can I be able to achieve more? How can I be more valuable? And it changes the way that your mind starts to think about it. You're starting to ask a lot more better questions. And that's where it becomes so much more effective because you're really, your brain is working so much more resourceful. Then I want you to think about how are you spending your time on making money? So you're like, cool, I have a nine to five job, or maybe I have a business and I'm working, um, you know, 6am to 8pm or whatever it might be. But how much of that time is actually spent generating income? How much of that time is actually spent generating more money? So if you, if you think about, you know, the, your downtime that you have, could there be possible other aspects or other avenues to actually bring more money into your life? So a lot of the time when we think about making more money, we often think the flip side of, well, I need more time. And look, we all have 24 hours in the day and we all have different priorities and it's up to you to decide what your priorities are. But if you are wanting to have more abundance and you want to be able to bring more money into your life, then might be worth analyzing your priorities and looking at where you're spending your time. And, you know, when I first started my business, it was something that I really wanted to look at because my priority was getting my qualifications and my priority was actually becoming successful in my business. And I knew at that time by working alongside my nine to five that I would need to find other time to be able to work on my business to make it successful. So it was looking at, okay, so how much time am I spending watching TV? And, you know, if you look at my schedule for the past couple of weeks, I actually haven't turned the TV on for at least probably like 10 days. And 
when I did turn it on, it was literally for an hour, I think on the weekend, just for a little bit of downtime. And I'm not saying that you have to do that, but I'm just saying that's your choice. And think about how much time you spend on social media. If you wanted to really look at how much time you could, there's a part of your phone where you can actually look at it and tell you exactly how much time you spend on, on all your apps, which is fascinating yet very scary when you look at it. And so if you are spending quite a lot of time on things that aren't necessarily generating money, you could possibly look at how you could schedule other other parts of time to actually start looking at more revenue avenue avenues. And then also too, like you could be possibly spending more time gathering more information. You could be spending more time, like even when you're driving, you could be listening to podcasts, you could be listening to audio books by, you know, re-educating yourself to become a more valuable member to, as an employee or to become a more valuable business owner. And then think about how you can, you know, prioritize your sleep as well. So if you're sleeping, you know, eight to 10 hours a night, maybe that's something that you could cut back on. Just an idea. I'm not forcing you to wake, get up early. That's totally your choice. But think about it. Then when you think about how much time you're spending on your money, how much of that time is spent procrastinating? How much time is that spent stressing? How much time is spent worrying about where the next paycheck is going to come from? And when you think about worrying, you think about stress and anxiety and things like that, they are states of non-action. So it's keeping us in a state of not being able to move forward. It's keeping us in a state of not actually being able to make decisions and take action and move forward and take massive action. So it's really important to be able to change your state quickly, get out of those funks and really start taking massive action. So a lot of the time people think about, well, you know, I don't know if I could do that. Well, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. You know, really trying to figure out how they could possibly make more money or how they could possibly educate themselves in a different way. Yet, if we take the time factor out and you prioritize the time, make sure that time is valuable. Become, have a stronger vision and real, really get focused on what you want to achieve and then start taking massive action because that will get you out of those states of non-action and actually help you get some results. And whether it be that you try something and you fail, then no big deal. At least you figured out it didn't work. At least you gave it a go. It's something that, you know, rather than sitting and watching TV for two hours, you could possibly be using that to generate more money. So really, really great way to look at, you know, are you being paid for just time and effort or are you actually being a valuable part of your business and part of your um, employer's life or employer's business? And really looking at how you can be turn your unresourceful thoughts and unresourceful beliefs into a resourceful way of asking better questions to develop more ways of opening up different opportunities. Because so many times, so many times, and I've totally been in that state of, you know, that belief of, I, I don't have any money. What am I going to do? How am I going to find it? What's and really being coming from that place of scarcity and that place of lack of there's never going to be enough or I always I get it and then it goes or um, I just don't know what to do because I'm so broke. Like all those types of thoughts really keep us stuck and they really don't help us be able to move forward. You know, sometimes it's also we don't deserve it or we think that, you know, we if we do try something, we might fail at it. Or what if we do try something and it's really good and then we become successful and then people might not like us or maybe our friends and family won't like the fact that we've made lots of money. And that's a whole other podcast. Let's go into that maybe another time. But really look at how you can change your thoughts around becoming a lot more resourceful. It'll open up different parts of your brain to be able to start making conscious thoughts around money, to be able to 
change the way that you view it, but also change the way that you create it. So one of my money beliefs that I, that I realized wasn't serving me, it was really funny because the first, when I first bought my house and my first um, property, I, it was my first home. I had this belief that I know exactly where I got it from, but I'll tell you that in a second. I had this belief that the first hard, first year was going to be the hardest that buying a house meant that you would not have money for social, for a social life. You would not have any money for anything else. And so I basically stopped doing those luxury things that I like to do for myself. And basically for that first year, and it was just because I'd listened to so many people, you know, friends and family that had basically said, oh, it's when you buy a house, it's really hard, you know. And the first year is the hardest. You just have to get through the first year or you're going to be so broke. Like I literally listened to those thoughts and I... I decided that they were true, that they were going to be true for me, and they became my beliefs. And so what I experienced was that first year was really hard. Like I had no money and I was cutting out on, you know, things that I like to do for myself. I stopped getting my nails done, stopped going and getting pedicures, would do them myself, like really started looking at cutting back. And rather than actually opening up my brain to thinking about how I could make more money, I actually started cutting back on and actually spending less, which, you know, when you think about it, a lot of people think is the, is the right way to, you know, save money. But sometimes it's about really opening up the creative side of your brain to start making more money because what happened is that first year was so freaking hard and I literally had no money, had no social life and literally the month that it clicked over to become the second year of my home ownership, I started having all this money. This money just came out of nowhere. Like it just was like, oh, I just had money. It was so bizarre and I re- that's when I actually started looking at it a couple of years ago that it was kind of like, that's interesting why do I all of a sudden have money? And why did I not think when I was that broke that I was really not sure, like on that last week, because I would be paid monthly, that that last week I would really struggle. I would eat like rice and um, (laughs) tuna and random things that I had in the pantry because I literally was telling myself that I didn't have the money. And yet I had so many other opportunities to be actually able to earn money. I just wasn't open to looking at them and seeing them. So I was, I'm a hairdresser by trade. I could have actually been doing friends and family's hair on the side. I could have actually got a part-time job, but I chose not to look at it that way. I could have maybe invested in doing network marketing. I could have looked at maybe selling some stuff that I had, you know, like there is so many ways to make money. So I've got to, you've got to look at what's valuable that you could possibly add to, to be able to either sell or add to someone's experience to be able to bring more money in. And it's really interesting when you look at it like that, because that was literally my belief and my conscious, that conscious part of the brain that is the creative side that actually generates the ideas was shut down because my belief was no, I was literally telling myself, no, I don't have any money. I'm broke. Remember it's the first year of home ownership. You're not going to, you're not going to have any money. And that really didn't serve me at the time, but I wasn't aware of it. So this is why I really want you to analyze your thoughts around it and think about where are the opportunities you're missing missing out on? What thoughts are you having that are unresourceful and holding you back and keeping you in a place of being stuck and a place of being of, of lack and scarcity? And turn it around and think about how you could show it or how you could experience more abundance in your life. So 
you know, I think I heard someone say the other day that if you're, if you're broke and no fun, then you're going to be rich and no fun. So find ways to experience and live life that is still energetically positive. So coming from a place of abundance, because we live in, we don't live in a third world country. You know, we have access to clean drinking water. We have access to power. We can pay people to do whatever we want them to do. There is plenty to go around. Money is easy to come by. It's just about adding value and, and welcoming it into your lives. We need to look at how we can be possibly grateful for what we actually have and thankful for being able to spend money on what we want. So we can go out and spend money on whatever we want and you are choosing to pay the power bill and you are choosing to put money in the fr- to put food in the fridge. You are choosing to put petrol in the car. Like all of this is a choice because you could choose otherwise. You could decide that, you know what, I'm just not going to pay the power bill and it gets cut off and we live in the dark. Like that is a choice that you have because you actually get to choose to have power. So these are so many ways to think about how you could be more, more grateful and thankful in your life for what you actually have. And when you come from a place of gratitude, abundance just starts coming your way. Like, trust me, just become more grateful for what you have, what you have and really start to align yourself with that feeling of abundance. And there's a couple of different ways that you can do that right down to, you know, meditation, getting into a state of gratitude, changing your state and energy and emotions around money. So really embody it. Really think about, rather than think about where you are right now, think about where you want to be and then be that person. So think about the person that would have the money to do the things you do. Think about the person that would have the money to experience life the way you want to experience it and start living on that energy plane. Start living with that energy and that zest for life. Because I guarantee you things will start to come your way and people will want to be around you and so will money. Treat it like a best friend. Treat it like you want it to be around and more than often likely, it's not even just about money. You know, you'll have so much more abundance in your life from every other aspect, abundance of friends, abundance of energy, abundance of, you know, so many things coming your way that you have the opportunity to welcome into your life. So... I really hope that today's episode has given you a different perspective on the way that we view money and how we welcome it into our lives, how we view our work, because that is also a choice. You choose to get up and go to work and you choose to put in the time and effort that you choose to do. You choose to decide on how much effort you put in. And that is also valuable or invaluable or not valuable. So really think about that and think about how you can add more value in your business or your life. And really, I'd love you to share with me on Facebook your takeaways from this episode, because I've really loved delving into our money mindset and how we can change it to be able to welcome more abundance into our lives. So I wish you an amazing, amazing week full of abundance. And I really hope you start to see some real positive things happening around your money mindset. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level. Bye.